Welcome to That Davis Show. I am Kenneth Davis. Please follow me at That's Davis. I'm always fortunate enough to be joined by executive producer and partner in crime, Ryan Bukovetsky. Follow him at Ryan B. Ski, Ryan B. Ski one on Instagram. Um, it's draft, 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 draft. We have to give you our draft recap, <laughs> our thoughts, particularly when it comes to the Bears, um, maybe some of the teams within the NFC North. Um, our thoughts on this past draft, um, it's been a long four or five days to say the least, since the opening day, Thursday, for round one, followed by, of course, two and three, and then the last day, Saturday, four, five, six, and seven. Uh, Ryan, how You're you going through the uh, draft collapse over there, trying to trying to reestablish after. Yeah, so anybody. You're like that, that pitcher that goes through the dead arm period after spring training. Like, we've been putting in all these red. Oh, oh, I'm going to need a start or two off, and then I'll be right back here. Once this arm gets some life back in it. I want to apologize to a couple of shows during the draft. I was supposed to pop in on. I was tired. You all, I apologize. This was, this was a hectic, hectic drafts week. To say well, least. for people that don't really understand, I mean, especially as a studio person and analyst, like in the city of Chicago, where you don't get Super Bowl parades or playoff runs, the draft, I mean, that that's the culmination of, like, your hands really getting in on every – you can speculate however you want. You can say whatever points you want. Basically, everything's right within reasoning, and now you can just kind of build however your analysis builds. So it can be just very wide-ranging versus maybe during the season where you're kind of like, okay, well, they can only do so much if X is hurt, or let's say. Yeah. Um, today, for Wednesday's episode – on NBC, I mean, NBC Sports Chicago, we ended. Uh, we interview Brad Spielberger um, of PFF, um, just talking about his rate, his ratings, and thoughts on the Bears. He thought the Bears did pretty good, actually. He had them number one in NFC North. I had them number two, which would be interesting if we get to that. But anyway, so first rounder, first round pick, uh, the Bears switched uh, from nine to ten with the Eagles. The Eagles, of course, as we all knew. Uh, desired Jalen Carter and what's the best situation for Jalen Carter. Um, if you saw me during a draft night in Chicago, you can see that I wasn't, I wasn't happy when um, Jalen Carter went to the Eagles. Uh, but I did want, I did think Darnell Wright was, had the most talent at tackle. I was though more interested in the left tackle, but Paris Johnson was gone. I didn't have any interest in Peter Skaronsky. Um, being my guard of the future. I hope he has a terrific career at tackle if he ends up staying there. I just didn't want to mess around with drafting someone who you, you may already look to pin to another situation when hopefully the Bears are good at guard. Tevin Jenkins can play uh, healthy this entire season, and you brought in Nate Davis um, during the offseason, during free agency, I should say. Um, so the Bears brought in Tennessee's Donnell Wright. Um, did a little something unexpected, bringing in Jervon Dexter for, out of Florida with their second pick, number 53. Um, then they doubled back with 56 and got Tyreek Stevenson out of Miami. And then in the third round, they got Zach Pickens, another defensive tackle out of Southern Car- South Carolina. Um, a guy that Josh Schrock was big, big on the Bears getting. Darnell Wright, too. Uh, Roshan Johnson, the backup to B. John Robinson. Is now a Chicago Bear. This one was a nice get. Uh, Cincinnati wide receiver Tyler Tyler Scott, um, a running back until he got to college, uh, but can blow the top off and is growing his route tree. Um, Bloodlines with Noah Sewell, uh, Panay Sewell's younger brother. 
out of Oregon is uh, coming to the Bears, um, p- perhaps to take uh, Sanborn's job at Strong, but at least add depth. Uh, they brought in another cornerback in Minnesota's Terrell Smith. Uh, two of these guys, we did a mock draft round. I did have two of these guys, the Bears selecting two of these guys. Now, this is for the mock draft. This isn't like I needed them. I had the Bears drafting Jervon Dexter and Terrell Smith. Okay. Okay. I, I, that was, they were in my mock. They were in my mock. Uh, tra- but see, Jervon Dexter was supposed to be the my backup for when Jalen Carter messed up. So that's why I brought in. So I drafted Jalen Carter, and then I had to get the just in case. So that's why I had the project in, in Javon on my team. Um, but Terrell Smith, a cornerback that can fly out of Minnesota from the Big Ten. Travis Bell from Kennesaw State, uh, short but really stout defensive tackle. And a man uh, Ryan Poles loves. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't want him to leave. He didn't want to leave. Uh, Kendall Williamson, uh, safety out of Stanford. So, uh, what did anything uh, surprise you during this draft, Ryan? Well, I mean, when we did our, our recap or our preview, I nailed the right pick, so I was happy about that. I nailed the surprise team trading up in the top five, being the Texans. I went, I went the opposite. I went too high on JSN. He actually went much later, but I thought, uh, honestly. I think the draft kind of played out the way that I sort of expected, I guess. I don't know. I I saw the Bears most likely having the best value at tackle. Obviously, I didn't really think Jalen Carter would be there at nine. I'm not anti like I get I get very in between with some of these picks with some of these guys. Like we talked about it in the preview. If you're telling me motor's a problem, that's when I start getting a little iffy when it comes to linemen. I, I don't like motor being an issue. And even though he's dealing with other legal matters, I didn't think that that necessarily Jaylen would preclude me. Yes, for Jalen Carter, wouldn't preclude me from necessarily drafting him, depending on what I heard in those kind of one-on-ones in the interview process. I think the Bears just wanted to go with something a little bit safer. I, we talked about Darnell Wright. He might not be that left tackle, but he looked like arguably the best tackle, best offensive lineman in the draft. And you know you can stick him at right tackle. And just in general with how the league is going, if you need two good tackles. You don't need just one pass pro on the left and then the road grader on the right. You need two tackles because they're going to move around pass rushers. They're going to move around the Will Andersons of the world, and they're going to attack your tackle that doesn't know how to pass block if you don't have one that can actually do the job. And I think uh, another thing that we kind of walk away from this is I think they like Braxton Jones maybe more than we all want them to like Braxton Jones or would prefer them to like Braxton Jones. But I think it's pretty clear they really like Braxton Jones. I think that that's a guy that they're going to double down with. And maybe some of the strategy is, hey, we've got two first-round picks next year. There's always going to be some kind of left tackle, top tackle prospect Worst case, we can go after him next year type thing. And I think that's what a lot of their thinking was with a lot of these, where I expect more of the the home runs, more of the Eagles taking a chance on Jalen Carter picks to come in the future. I think right now they just wanted to find maybe some more sure things. But that brings into question Dexter, and that brings into question Pickens. They bet not. Let me say this. 
they better not draft a tackle in the first with that first pick next year. I don't know where the second pick may land. They may both be in the top 15 or top 10 for all I know. Uh, but you've made your decision on Braxton Jones, basically. And I wonder if it's arrogance. Um, I do think there's been some BS when Ryan Post talks about everyone fighting for their job. Braxton Jones did not have to fight for his job last year after he was inserted into the starting lineup. He was given every option to fail or succeed throughout the season. As I mentioned, we had Brad Spielberger, uh, PFF underscore Brad, to join us. He talked about how the rate they how well they rated Braxton Jones last year. Uh, Tevin, he, they had Tevin Jenkins as a top 10 uh, guard also when healthy. Um, look, they should, not to say they don't need to add depth or add players that they believe have high RASs since now we're a full-on RAS team. Um, I do think they need some football players and, and just don't need to go with full RAS because you're putting a lot on saying that uh, Coach Smith, the defensive line coach, can coach up like you all hype up Chris Morgan. Um, like you're, you're like Simo. Never heard Simo right. so much in uh, a exactly. Few days. Exactly. I was like, wait, that's Chris Moore. Oh yeah, it has to be. Yeah, right. I know. I had to do a little deciphering. <laughs> what right. the hell is Simo? But um. I think you're sometimes also are you great teachers, but are they good students? Sometimes you just need to have something that's close to the finished product rather than trying to outthink yourself with getting high RAS guys. So everybody that's relative athletic score, uh, all the Bears players, the, the lowest RAS they had was 8.0. Um, they, these guys are all physically measurable wise off the charts. A lot of them, you know what I'm saying? Which sounds good, but doesn't necessarily play out. Um, so again, I, I love the Darnell Wright pick. Um, I'll say this about Jalen Carter. Um, I, I, I said this too on air. Jalen Carter is the perfect Madden player because I play him and it's not him out there. I don't have to worry on Madden about what he's doing. Um, uh, when I turn off the game, you know what I'm saying? Like he's out there creating havoc in the streets once I'm not playing him or whatever, right? No right. games off. He's not doing anything. Right. Um, but the entire league, basically, outside of the Eagles, were like, I'm good. Right? And I have to I have to take that into consideration. Pete Carroll was like, nah, Pete Carroll. All right? It's like, I'm, I'm good. Right? And if you have those teams saying no, and as Mike Greenberg said that he had heard the day before that Jalen Carter would be there, meaning they talked to these teams. And of those teams, they basically asked them, yo, you think you'll take them? It seems like, no, we're, we're, he's not on our – he's off our board, actually. You know what I'm saying? Particularly of the first round. Um, so if the league is saying that, and I know the Bears aren't as equipped as the Eagles are to bring on a player whose red flags were flagging, um, then you got to move on. And even though it would have been nice to really try to solve the defensive line issue with someone who – talent-wise, was viewed as perhaps the number one pick in an entire draft, a draft where you had three quarterbacks go in the top four. You know what I'm saying? But this this guy was viewed, Will Anderson, and people still viewed him as the best player, uh, perhaps alongside or, behind, or ahead of Bijan Robinson. Um, it, man, you got to do what you got to do. But I, I was sound. Um, again, Paris Johnson was gone, so I couldn't get a left tackle. I think blocking-wise that – Darnell Wright's better, but again, I, I would love to move Braxton to right, but that's a whole different discussion, and I'm not the professional um, when it comes to GMing or whatever. 
Um, the the, the Javon Dexter thing was, I don't know they're talking about, I know Ryan Post talking about, you know what I'm saying, the technique and what they had, how they schemed him up down in Florida, perhaps didn't demonstrate how um, combative and disruptive he can be. He didn't, he didn't burst on tape. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't see where you're like, damn, look how he got off the line. But again, Ryan Pace pointed out, pointed out reasons, you know, but you didn't hear any other uh, scout or experts point out those same reasons. But and it could be something where Ryan Pearls is better and he knows the stuff like that. Perhaps um, the uh, getting uh, Pickens is cool. I remember watching Pickens a lot during the combine. Um, he flashed to me. Um, Tyreek Stevenson, I didn't know this. He had a soldier surgery similar to what Jalen Johnson has, and Jalen Johnson's shoulders is an issue all, off and on again. And it's he even also, worse. Did you hear the, the collarbone shaving that they did yeah. with him? Yeah. Sad. So, I'm like, ooh, I don't like hearing. Let's shave off some collarbone to prevent injuries. Also, um, he's not a zone guy. He's a man-on-man guy, press guy. So it's like now you're teaching him something that he doesn't. It's just a lot. They're they're doing an entire lot. Some ways trying to put a, a, a round peg in the square, well, a square peg in a round hole. Um, Rashawn Johnson again. Well, really quick, really quick. I think like day two, what we're talking about right now with those three picks with Dexter Stevenson and Pickens. That's kind of how I felt. I, I, I'm. And I would mirror, kind of like what Dexter did at Florida, I would mirror your feelings about, yeah, I don't know, like Dexter on paper, you know, if you can get him motivated and go, I know he's only played like a few years of high school football before he was heavily recruited to come to Florida, and he's still got his best football in front of him. I've heard that about plenty of prospects in the past, so... I don't love that. You want more of a, a sure thing in that second, third round, right? I felt the same way when it right to Stevenson. Yeah, he doesn't quite fit, kind of had some injury issues. I'll give this, at least with basically all the picks, a lot of like guys that just play, no durability issues in college for the most part, which I like. But even with pick-ins, you know, you didn't see the dominant competition. You see the flashes. So – I felt okay about day two, but I was hoping for maybe more of a sure thing. I felt like it kind of switched on day three. I actually really liked a lot of the things that they did on day three. And that's including like how you were opening with the running back from Texas. It just, I don't know if I've heard praise about the intangibles like I have with him from a Bears draft pick, maybe ever. Oh, you definitely have heard. Boy, the, some of the running backs we've taken and missed on, man, like, please. Um, I, everything you said, like, day two was um, confusing. It, it's like, oh, man, like, they, they, they almost lost this bad boy with day two. All right, particularly the Dexter the Dexter signing, all right? Day three, they, they knocked it out the park for day three. Um, when you have Roshan Johnson, who is basically supposed to come in here and be your David Montgomery with low tread on the tire, I think he's a little faster than David Montgomery, too, actually. Uh, Tyler Everybody Scott. is talking about him. Like, if you didn't have B. John Robinson there, this guy would have been just like somebody you really would have taken notice of. And 
The only reason why you didn't is because of how great of a teammate. You know, I, I don't want to overhype some of that stuff, but he decided not to transfer ultimately, and that was the big reason why he was even available there. You have Tyler Scott, who has to grow his route tree, but the thing that I like about that draft pick is you're not asking him to be the guy, so that one trick can really help all the other receivers in the room and Justin Fields as far as him stretching the field. Um, and like that's that's what I really like about that. Now you you have your home run hitter as far as vertical threat to go with DJ Moore, Donner Mooney, Chase Claypool, and the rest of the receivers in that room, along with your tight ends, your commit and Tunyon. Um, the Noah Sewell, I guess um, he had a down years last year. He would have been a top 50 I heard pick. some crazy stuff about him. I don't know if you heard about some of that, but like how you just mentioned the top 50 pick there, supposedly he has crazy good, like pass rush moves for a guy, his size and playing kind of more of a traditional linebacker role. It, it, some of the stuff I was hearing about him, like, huh, maybe that's a guy that's a little bit more of like, yeah, he's a little bit of a project, like you mentioned, didn't have as good of a year last year. But if you can kind of get him going, I mean, that was a guy that a lot of people thought he was going to be a first-rounder after his junior year. Um, listen, he's, he's kind of light if you're going to try. I mean, you can use him in a way – we talked about this on Under Center. Um, I think – I don't know if it was Alex or Josh. You can use him like um, Alan Williams did – Roquan and Blix packages for, you know, out of the linebacker core, you can use him in the same way. My only thought was if he's out there, people going to see it coming because like, are you playing nickel? Are you, so I would take it. He's playing Sam at this point. Um, so it's like, Oh, they're well, going, you know what I kind of thought of what uh -huh. if they did something like a nickel look with a Sam where let's say you take away a defensive lineman, and you have him as kind of a replacement defensive lineman, probably an end versus anything. But then you kind of like almost Steelers back in the day. The, the, I, I think a bunch of people are standing up, crowding the line. Maybe you can kind of change some things. My issue with that would be you, you lose the element of surprise. Like I think for him uh, to really be able to get to the quarterback – you probably have to do it off of blitzes rather than him going head up with a tackle. You sure. know what I'm saying? Like that, that's the thing where, and he, like that's, that's the issue right there. Uh, Terrell Smith fast. Um, another guy in case Jalen Johnson is not going to be with this team long uh, to come in uh, with along Stevenson and, 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 and get some competition. Uh, Travis bill. Have you seen that Travis bill tape of him working on the sand? Mm -mm. It's, it's pretty interesting. I, I mean, it's, it's, listen, I know he had to work and play, I mean, and practice and do everything. Um, it shows his stamina is high. For real. It shows his stamina is high. I mean, Travis Bell and Kendall Williamson, who knows what's going to happen to these two young players. Usually, as of right now, we've seen that Ryan Pose, uh, he keeps he keeps his draft picks, at least I would think, their first year. Um, but, again, these guys are low, so even if they had to cut them, they probably would make the practice squad anyway. Um, as I thought the Bears did good with this this this, this draft. I, I left out of it feeling like, you know what, this is a sound draft. They really took care of any issue they have offensively. Um, there's no glaring hole. If Braxton Jones is good, there's no really glaring hole on offense right now. At least on paper, there isn't. 
Um, so again, that puts everything on Justin and Luke Getze's back to make sure that they're on the same page. I mean, Luke Getze doesn't wait to the middle of the year to figure out what he's going to run, what to you to use his best assets on the offense. Um, I think again, I think they came more well, ahead. I think, nice. they, I think though they may run into some issues trying to bring in so many incomplete guys compared to finished products. Um, thinking that they can always be, as Matty would say, we can take it from here and take it to there. Um, again, I hope you have the teachers that you 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 talk about and talk about Matty Bufus as far as his uh, assistant coaches. Um, I hope, I hope, I hope, you know what I'm saying? Because you guys are really going down a road when you're going with traits rather than football players. I'm not trying to diss these guys, um, but you're going down a, a road that, you know, could come back to bite you. You know what I'm saying? So, um, the division. So, what did you think is all for the Bears draft? What, 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 how did you feel about it? Pretty similar to you. Um, just kind of looking at what the roster looks like right now on offense. Like you mentioned, there's no obvious hole besides Braxton Jones on the left hand side. But even then, you know, if you've got to help one tackle, that's okay. You can't help both tackles, and hopefully, Darnell Wright is at least going to be the guy that you can leave on an island. I mean, that was the big selling point, right? He went toe-to-toe with Will Anderson and shut him down, and Will Anderson said that was the toughest competition I went up against all year long. And then it was the number one overall pick. It was a Tavon Walker a year before with the Jags. He did an excellent job against him in Georgia. Um, so if you can kind of lock down one of those tackle spots and you only have to help one, I think you've got enough running backs, enough tight ends, enough receivers that you can have an NFL offense that went versus a year before where we're like, uh, do we have enough NFL players on this offense? Do we have enough to actually – a casting call, <laughs> anybody, we need a few more. <laughs> and then defensively, you know, it wasn't as sexy to talk about, but I, I did feel they needed to get some kind of corner. It didn't have to be a corner. It didn't have to be their first pick or anything like that. But you needed to get some extra secondary. I don't want to see Kendall Vildor. That's just me. I'm done seeing the, the Kendall Vildor starting. I'd really like to see him much lower. Yes. I, I get yes. he improved this year, mm-hmm. but I'm really over Kendall Vildor. I'd like a little something better there. And so with that secondary improvement, with some of those guys, I get it. You didn't get enough pass rush on the edge. But I think with their big enough bodies, with Justin Jones in the middle, they're going to have a much better chance of stopping the run. And if we can at least accomplish stopping the run this year and you have to focus all next offseason on pass rush, I think you're still headed in the right direction. Yeah, you you encapsulated that well. Um, I feel the same way. And I'll say this, too. You can't solve everything with a draft and a half because they didn't even have a whole draft last year. Didn't have a first-round pick. I know he started trading back, but you're talking about building up picks in the fifth and the sixth rounds. Yeah, a ton of fifth, sixth, seventh-rounders. That's not how Right, and undrafted guys. Like, so this is his first – Brian Poe's first – draft draft where no one else had given up players given up assets i should say um you can't fix everything and the bears tore ryan post tore it down it wasn't a band-aid on it he ripped it to the studs and he has to build it back up so if something was going to be left undone to a degree 
you know, particularly where you were at. So let's just say hypothetically say they got a defensive end. At that, the run of defensive end started at the beginning of the third round, right? Or oh, the beginning of the second round, actually. Second round, yeah. Mm-hmm. Started at the beginning of the second round, where and towards the end of the first round, right? So once that happened, for the type of guys, and this is the thing too, because a lot of the other guys didn't necessarily, maybe one or two, but majority of them didn't fit the body profile that the Bears have told us that they want. They want big, long guys. A lot of those ends that went after they took uh, Dexter and Pickens were guys that were, in the Bears' eyes, were somewhat undersized. You know what I'm saying? So, again, I would have liked to get in the end in this draft, um, particularly where you don't know what you have in, in uh, Dexter. But it happens. I'm not going to um, hold Ryan Poles to the fire for that. Um, next year, it next year though, everything better be humming and going. Like, next year – it's his ass time. Like we, I'm talking about after the free agency, the draft, and of course to see how the season goes. The excuses are out the building. You know what I'm saying? Like particularly if Justin Fields takes that next step this year, the excuses are out the go. You know you need an end, either trade for one, which you should damn near do anyway. You know what I'm saying? Go trade for one, and I'm not about to say some crazy stuff like they're going to go after Chase Young or anything like that, but. Get you find someone who has a one trick pony, and you know, what I'm saying also, of course, sign one of these ends, period. Not to, but sign the end and go get somebody's end that they know they're not going to pick up <clears throat> or bring back. Um, so you can kind of have something on defense. You got to get this defense better. The defense helps you improve the offense, defense helps the offense because it gets the ball back into Justin Fields' hands. Um, so you guys can put up more points because that's the name of the game. So Again, um, and I guess like a little underrated thing. I don't expect anything big, but maybe we can kind of see. There's a lot of pass rushers that went in this draft. Sometimes when you see a draft with like a strength of certain positions, it's kind of like who's getting cut after the draft now that we can kind of replace that body. Now, pass rusher never just like, hey, let's get rid of our pass rushing. But if there are some guys out there, I wouldn't expect any studs by any means. But if there's kind of that tier below where maybe teams just don't want to pay this contract or, hey, we can save some money getting rid of this guy now that we drafted this guy, the Bears have the first waiver selection of any – every team has to – if they cut a guy, the waiver starts with the Bears. So at least maybe that is an area where Ryan Poles was saying – hey, there's going to be a big run on pass rushers. We couldn't trade up to get to where we wanted to get to. Maybe there's some guys we can get in free agency afterwards just as a Band-Aid for this season. And hindsight being 2020, that's why that Chase Claypool trade hurt you. Because mm-hmm. you, would be at the front, you would be at the front of the second round. Yes. With two picks in the second round. You could have damn near gotten – I mean, you could have easily gotten back into the back of the first if you thought so. Or even, let's just say this. Even the fact that you saw this with the Saints, um, you people were going to come in trading to get that first pick. To, they'll go get a player that they wanted on day two, and you would have had that ability to break, acquire more assets. So, and maybe only move down a couple picks and still get an end that you had perhaps desired. So, sticking up, let's go around the, the North, Ryan. Uh, who did you like? And who didn't you like when it came to that draft? When it comes to the Lions, the Vikings, and the Packers. Um. I didn't like the Lions' first round. I really – I mean, I loved it as a Bears fan. I did not like it if I'm an NFL analyst grader 
I mean, running back and like basically just a whatever line. Like he's a good linebacker from Iowa, but I mean, he's a second rounder. Linebacker and running back that doesn't pass rush. I don't know. That was like what off ball, off ball linebacker. Um, look from at number eight. But I, but in terms of who I liked, I did like the Packers draft overall. Yeah, the Packers they really they really showed Aaron Rodgers. We'll, you know, as soon as you yeah, leave, we'll yeah. go get some offensive players. What was it? Darius Butler? Is that was his name? The the announcer for all the, the Packer picks? Hey, Jordan Love, we got some help for him. Hey, Jordan Love, we got some help for him. No, <laughs> it was Leroy Butler. Leroy Butler, that's right. Leroy Butler. Leroy Butler at Florida State. Down. He played with Deion Sanders at Florida State. They run in that program together. Um, Leroy Butler, he's the boy. He's be a mean. He's a stick. Leroy Butler was a baller. Uh, as a Packer. Um, so it's funny to see him do that. Yeah, so you're talking about they brought in the guy that I really didn't want the Bears to draft, Lucas Van Ness. I think Lucas Van Ness may, may be a re- really decent player. I just didn't want that. I, I didn't want to fall for the banana in the tailpipe. Uh, Luke Musgrave, a tight end out of Oregon State. Jaden Reed, uh, you heard him a lot on um, the Undercenter podcast. Josh Rock was high on him. Michigan State wide receiver. Tucker Craft, another tight end out of South Dakota. Kobe Wooden, a DT out of Auburn. Sean Clifford, uh, quarterback out of Penn State, who beat out uh, Will Le- 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 Levis. Uh, Daytovian Wicks, a receiver out of Virginia. Carl Brooks. Uh, D end out of Bowling Green, Anders Carlson, a, a kicker out of Auburn, Carrington Valentine, a cornerback out of Kentucky, Lou Nichols, Central Michigan, Anthony Johnson, and Grant Boyce. We don't need to go into the rest of these players. We're, we're deep in the seventh round right there. They had four picks in the seventh. Um, I think, like, I thought, especially with. You know, just in general, what surprised me, I want to hear your Packers thoughts, but just in general, how many tight ends went so often and early? I keep just thinking about all these people say tight end is one of the hardest positions to see the conversion from college to the pros. I mean, it's up there with quarterback. And how many people are burning those tickets, you know, those scratch-off lottery tickets at tight end and I kept thinking, like, man, some of the best in the league, they're all, like, fourth, fifth, sixth round, like, way down the draft. It's very hard to scout for that position. And to hear just some of these teams go, like, multiple tight ends. Hey, let's double back and get another one. I was, like, interesting. Yeah, it sounds like they're going to be running out of 12. Um, I thought their, their, their draft was, uh, was a good draft. Um, the Detroit Lions – um, this is this is my thing. I think Jameer Gibbs is going to haunt all of us in this division. I really do. I think I think we're going to be like that. But it was the value of where they took him at. But when right. come to find out, supposedly he wasn't going to make it past fifteen. Like that's what I've I've been hearing. At fifteen, he was going to be gone. So the Lions knew they had to take him. Um, at t- at twelve or the, at yeah at twelve I believe is where the Lions took him. Lions yeah, had to take him at twelve. Um, so again, he was the second best running back. Uh, some people had him, which is nuts, uh, as better than Bijan Robinson. Um, this kid can fly. All right, absolutely fly. So it wasn't. I'm not. And because if anybody saw me on draft night in Chicago, 
I was, I, or even the post game, we did our our, our, our under center uh, draft wrap for day one, and I just went in on Gibbs and Jack Campbell. It's not as much that I dislike Jameer Gibbs; it's how we've become used to running backs getting drafted. And look, I, I mean, I don't think it was bad. What I'm trying to say is, I don't think it was bad because the thing with these running backs now, I hate to say it. You just juice them for the first contract and just move on, basically. Now, this kid may be. And they got the fast. great offensive line. Right. They got right. the play action scheme. I mean, certain running backs at the certain time, I get that a little bit. Right. But the Jack Campbell one was what made the Gibbs one worse. Because it was like, okay, we de- running backs are devalued, and you went and took one at 12, and then you took an off ball linebacker. <laughs> And both of these guys have what a one percent chance. I'll, I'll say this: ESPN had had a graph where they had both had a one percent chance to go in the first. I thought Jameer Gibbs was going to go in the first. I, I did think that. I thought I thought around eighteen would be. And mind you, who had the eighteen pick? Even though, like I said, the, the people said fifteen, they were going to be gone. He was going to be gone. I thought Gibbs was going to be in the first round this year. I because I, I, especially when Bijan was gone. Somebody especially there's no receivers either, right? Like no one's like, hey, I need to get these receivers here in the first round. I think that's a a good point that you just made. It would have been different had you had a situation like the last few years when all these guys were coming out, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, you know what I'm saying, all the Ohio State receivers, you know what I'm saying, the Alabama uh, receivers, like where you have four guys go in the first and go higher where Jackson Smith and Jigba went late. The TCU kid, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and it was like, it, it was, it was Zay Flowers. Like, it wasn't the same rush when it comes right. more to the, the quality, the depth, I should say. So, it did boost up the running backs, too. And you're talking about running backs who can work in the pass game, too. You know what I'm saying? When you're talking about Bijan and Jameer. But it was really the Jack Campbell double down that had me enraged at the Lions. And then after that, the Lions kicked ass. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's the Campbell's the reason why I didn't like it. But if you look at what they did, they got Jameer Gibbs, Sam Laporta, the tight end out of Iowa, who athletically is woof. Brian Branch, roll tied to safety. They got a developmental quarterback at Hendon Hooker, who clearly isn't probably going to play this year at the beginning of the season because of his torn ACL. They got Broderick Martin, a DT out of Western uh, Kentucky, Kobe Sorsdahl. Uh, from an offensive tackle out of William and Mary, and then they got a receiver from North Carolina, Antonio Green. I, I, I like their draft. I do um, too. The, fun, the funny thing is, the Vikings went oppo of the Bears, and they went with guys with tape instead of going with you know ass high guys. But when you think about uh, Justin Jefferson and Jordan Addison on the other side, man, that's scary. Yeah. Um, Yes, Makai Blackman, the cornerback out of SC. Luckily, they don't have a quarterback that can I think really hurt you. Jay Ward, <laughs> uh, safety out of LSU. They went back to LSU with Jaqualin, uh, Roy, a defensive tackle, Jaron Hall, a quarterback, an undersized quarterback with some heart out of um, BYU, and Dwayne McBride out of UAB, a running back that can run between the tackles. Um, I, I'll say this. I like – I went, this is what I went in the draft. I went Lions, Bears, and then Pack, Vikes, because the Vikes didn't have enough picks. But I like, I do, outside of Campbell, I like what the Lions did. 
You know what I'm saying? And the reason why I would put that slightly over the Bears is because you look at the Jervon Dexter uh, bringing yeah. him in and not for sure, for sure, knowing what Zach Pickens was. Because, I mean, you look, even I'll even go this to help the Lions. The guys, they're, they're top three guys. Forget it. They're top four guys. We've all seen ball. All right. Regardless. Oh, no. I meant to say top. Yeah. Top five guys is what I meant to say. Jameer, Jameer Gibbs was kicking ass at Alabama. He's a second round inside linebacker, but Jack Campbell can ball. All right. Sam Laporta, Sam Laporta we know physically. Now, see, he's kind of like this where some of the numbers, because, you know, saying wasn't out there as much as far, but he can, athletic, this kid is gifted. Brian Branch, we know he can ball. Hendon Hooker, I know it's a QB friendly offense down there in Tennessee, but we've seen them ball out without throwing picks. You know what I'm saying? Like, like there's really no question. You could go over if they overslotted someone like Jack Campbell, but they, they all their guys are – there's some guys. You know what I'm saying? And right. that's where right. I slightly give them an advantage over the Bears because if I turn on the tape in Florida or South Carolina, I don't see those guys just falling out like that. So, right. again, look, this is early – some guys do get better in the pros. Um, the Bears players could be get better, but I'm just looking at what I've already seen in college. Man, you know, I got to give the kiddies their props. You know what I'm saying? I got to give them their props. It's funny I- just kind of seeing how the division is reacting with their guys. You know, like for Green Bay, there was no question. Jordan loves the guy. We didn't see any kind of like Will Levis or something like, hey, can we get this guy and develop him? Kind of same thing with Detroit. I think that that Hendon Hooker is more, if anything, like, hey, we need to develop something legit once we potentially move on from Stafford if we're not going to pay that kind of money. And to have like a guy or yes, with golf, yeah. Uh, but to have the guy that like has his athletic profile with the deep ball ability that Hooker has, I thought that that was like, hey, we're cool with golf for now, but what if we need one of those like really athletic quarterbacks that can stretch plays? He's not that athletic, and if you saw his knee injury, I don't know how much you want him running because that <laughs> bad boy, he was doing a juke and juked himself into it. It was like, oh, right, like ah, uh, I was like, I don't need you running, no, like. Bring the brace, please. Bring the brace. And he, and he is an Go older up. guy. He's an older He's guy. guy. So maybe it's kind of more of a, like, what, didn't they have, like, John Kitna up there for, like, forever? Like, yeah. you know, getting one of those guys that's going to be just a part of your system for a long time type Kitna, thing. Kitna had a little, he had a little tick up there. He was balling. I forgot who he was doing. It was another quarterback that they had him and Kitna going at it. This is before Stafford got there. I can't remember who was there with Kitna. I, I think he ended up getting a job, and then they brought in um, Matthews. I can't remember. I can't remember. But real quick, where, rank, rank, yeah, rank the guys in the North who's draft from uh, best to least as far as in your opinion. Yeah, I will. I'll continue. I think I got a copy of yours. Honestly, I like Detroit's number one and a lot of what you just said, like the functionality of those players, you're going to see their impact right away, day one. I don't know if Dexter, like he's going to be a part of the rotation, but that's going to be by default, not necessarily earn per se. Um, Hopefully he does, obviously. 
I like the Bears as the second, just above Green Bay, just because I think even with like Green Bay, how much I like their draft, I don't love it at the same time either. That like the Lucas Van Ness pick, like that's that's a really solid pick, but I don't know. I, I feel like they're not going to get the impact from the free agent class or the rookie class like the Lions and the Bears will. And ultimately, like you said, with Minnesota, the big one is that first round pick. That's the one that really makes me want to say, but they really couldn't fix quarterback at all. And if you could argue, should they have gone Will Levis? I mean, I, I don't love Will Levis, but maybe you should have gone Will Levis that first round if he's sliding like that. Yeah, but if you don't believe in him, why waste Yeah, time for sure. If you don't believe in him, for sure. But if you did think there was a chance he could be a guy, I mean, you're not going to be good enough to get in the top five. It. They didn't, though. They yeah, clearly, no. clearly they yeah. didn't think. And I don't blame him. I didn't. I didn't believe in Will Levis either. I was shocked at all this Will Levis number one overall. And you know what? Maybe again, they have a new general manager. He's only in his second year. Um, maybe they view it as a way of we, we'll do what we did before, and I know this is a different regime. We'll buy a quarterback. You know what I'm saying? Like we'll look for a guy that's because I mean you think about it, dog. If if I if you're at a team and your offense sucks, right? And I'm like, hey, 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 you. Now he may not be here, but I got Cooks, Justin Jefferson, and and Jordan Addison. You want to get behind this engine? You know what I'm saying? You want to play with? You want to put some numbers up? That's what uh, Minnesota did with Kirk Cousins. They had everything except for Kirk Cousins. Look, I got look, I got the best receiver in NFL right now, Justin Jefferson. The best, right? You know what I'm saying? I got a tight end, right? Let's not forget TJ Hawkinson's up there. You still got Dalvin Cook. Right. And dude, so you want to play you hey in the dome. All right. Come come up here and play, right? Like they can sell that to somebody. Some some quarterback, and I know you know you can always get some quarterback's gonna be frustrated about his situation sooner or later, particularly with the whole AFC got quarterbacks. All right, somebody, somebody's gonna want to leave the AFC to come to this wide open NFC, right? This quarterback. Yeah, they're gonna want to leave the AFC and try to challenge Justin Fields, the only quarterback in the NFC. And Jerry Jerry. <laughs> No, I'm, I'm dreaming. I'm dreaming okay, right now. Okay, I don't, I don't okay, need okay. Jalen Hurts in my dream. I'm sorry. Oh, this I, is I, pure. I, Justin I, Fields is so good at this point. He's he's I, just so above. To, I don't mean to meddle in your dreams. I apologize. Uh, but, yeah, so, again, uh, just our thoughts, some of our thoughts on the draft. Um, we'll be back uh, with some sports takes in a week. Is rookie minicamp coming up. Anything I hear, I'll definitely bring it over here. Um, Ryan, is there anything else you want to say before we get out of here? No, I don't think so. It's going to be the NFL schedule release next, right? That, uh, you're going to be doing a bunch of shows on that probably coming up here in a week or so. We'll bring that over here and give you our way too early um, record prediction. after. We Will the Bears up. play the Packers on Sunday night football this year without Aaron Rodgers? Great point. Great, great. Yeah, I wonder, if you think about the amount of primetime games that – what may not happen because Rodgers is gone with that Bears rivalry matchup? That's a great point. But I wonder um, I if we'll... it works the opposite now. You have two. Uh, you have the the Justin Fields, the Lamar Jackson of the NFC. Do we? You know, hey, that old rivalry game does pretty well for this guy. Let's let's get him on Jordan TV. Love's gonna have to, 
Jordan Love's going to have to kick some butt. And the interesting thing to be where um, will the Lions, I mean, or the Packers, I apologize, will they give Jordan Love that fifth year? Because we're going to know a lot. We're going to know a whole lot. They have to decide it's, soon, right? Because wasn't it like with Mitch, it was like early May for the fifth year? That's the point. That's the point. That's what I'm saying. Look. I, I, $20 hey, million, dollars. what do you think? I'm just saying. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, they wanted to move off of Rodgers regardless. And you want to find out if this kid is the kid. So if not, you can get ready to bring in someone else on a uh, QB friendly deal. Because they just wasted all the QB friendly on that deal, basically. Yes, they did. And now you, well, I mean, you have to. Because if you got a franchise, it's going to be way more than 20 mil. Of course, yeah, but it's it's just you're right, but it may, be, but you know how that happens. He's underwhelming, right? And then you see, because this is year three, I believe of his. I think this is year he's entering year three, I think. So he's underwhelming this year. Who Jordan Love? And, yeah, like as a is, actual player, like three yeah, I think years this is actual player. I think this will be his third season. I think he only said two years behind Rodgers. I was because he was drafted just the year before Justin, right? Yes, the year before Justin Fields. Right. So the thing can happen, and we've had that happen here, where you sit there and a guy doesn't necessarily play the, as well as you think he's going to play. Think about um, think about uh, what's his name, uh, the, the cornerback that it followed Vic Fangio to the Giants. Oh, yes. Oh my God, Kyle Fuller. Kyle Fuller. Remember, Kyle Fuller had the nice rookie season. Then he underperformed. Vic Fangio was was dissing him basically. And then I'm Cal the Fuller's right. Cal Fuller's fourth year, he balled, and the Bears didn't pick up his option, and they had to sit there and pay his ass. So it's that's the that's the issue that you can run into with Jordan Love, where Jordan Love may come out and be mid this season to the point where you're like, well, we got another year with them, but we don't want to guarantee him that fifth year. You know what I'm saying? And then mess around and he balls out next year, and you're like, damn it. We should have just go went ahead and got him for like what you said and avoid having to necessarily put the tag on him. But we'll find out, man. They, they he has every opportunity. They're setting it up for him to play well. I'm sure they're gonna lean on the running game tremendously uh in Green Bay. Um, so we will definitely see. And also just and just like you it. said right there, they're trying to they're trying to compete. They're not going to be bad enough to be getting Caleb Williams next year. So you kind of want this to work. So you probably should pick up the fifth year option. We'll see, man. We'll see how good they are. I mean, you got to remember, man. They had one of he was older. He's older in age, one of the most physically gifted quarterbacks, the smartest quarterbacks ever in the NFL. And well, he, don't get me wrong, they might lose a lot more, and they might not be that good, but. I don't think they're trying to lose is all I'm saying in terms of what their mission is. And I'm thinking of speaking of green Bay, it's one thing I want to say on here. Um, one of my close childhood friends um, left us last week. Um, and he, he moved to green Bay and I would always see him. He always supported me and supported us in anything we do. Uh, he was doing a lot for artists out in green Bay. Um, his name is Tommy. Um, Mish, I'm a mission bro. Um, you're always in our thoughts, but I, I want to speak on that while um, we were talking about Green Bay in particular because he really went and made Green Bay his home, uh, and I always enjoy seeing it on social media. So love you, brother. I miss you, man, and we'll see you on the other side. But that's it 
for Ryan and myself. We always appreciate you taking a little bit of time with us. Uh, we'll be back with uh, sports content and also the other hijinks that we bring you uh, moving forward. Please be safe, and we look forward to talking to you down the road.